At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. A Hardwood Handicappers here on this Thursday night. Uh, it's funny, we're talking NBA basketball, but again, there's only three games today. I think last time we talked, Kelly, was there one game uh, on the, on the yeah. card? It was a Mavericks Pistons game. And on both of my screens right now, I have college basketball. So uh, not a lot of NBA going on around here, but we do have a lot of really I got got Clippers heat. And then I got the football game started. Well, I, so I recently changed my cable package um, and I don't get now I'm all of a sudden blacked out for Clippers and Lakers games and I don't get those channels. So if I want, yeah. So if I want to watch Clippers Lakers games, I have to um, do it. The, you know, how does that work? Do you have direct TV? Is that what you have YouTube TV? So I used to have Cox and Cox had the Lakers network and the, you know, whatever Fox sports West that the Clippers would play on Uh, now, not the case anymore. So So can you, can you watch Kings games now? So yeah, now I get, now I get the Bay area. Yep. Now I get the Bay area (laughs) network. So I have, I I get the Warriors Kings networks now, which actually is not too bad because the Kings decided to be good this year. So that's right. No, not at all. I get angry every time to go to I go to turn on the Kings game and I'm like, oh god, I can't watch it. I keep forgetting yep. how stupid the blackout rules are here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, I tuned in. Can I just say really quickly because this is an NBA topic? So I didn't realize this for YouTube TV, and it's really pick or choose. I have to look into the details of this. They blackout national games too. That never used to be that way. But so like mm. the other day when the Cavs and the Lakers were playing on TNT, I went to put it on and it was blacked out. Oh man. Okay, that's brilliant. It was weird. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I, like, and you know, I watch a lot of basketball. Like, I don't think I, I don't know if it's something new, whatever it was. But anyway, 
Uh, blackout rules aside, they're still not as bad as Major League Baseball, so screw them. I'll never waste my money again on a um, MLB TV package. Yeah. Some news. Some news around the National Basketball Association, and then we'll get to uh, some topics I want to throw at you. But first off, uh, we got the big news that came down actually earlier today. I don't know if you saw this because it came down about a couple hours ago. So I'll throw you. I'll throw it at you. See if you're surprised by it. DeJounte Murray expected to miss two weeks with a sprained left ankle. Uh, this is now the third starter for the Atlanta Hawks in the last week to go down with an in, uh, with an injury. DeAndre Hunter, of course, right hip issue. He's never been healthy. That sucks for him. And uh, John Collins, of course, sprained his ankle. So the Hawks, this is actually a pretty good jumping off point because, one, we can talk about the DeJounte Murray injury overall and the impact. But, two, it's good because did you get your eyes on the report um, about Trey Young, I want to say, about four or five days ago in the Nuggets game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just of, yes, the dust up with coaching staff and everything. Yes. And the fact that he decided not to play in that game for the Denver Nuggets against the Denver Nuggets, uh, yep. which is wild. So, this thing's, you and I both, I don't know if, did you bet the Hawks to win the division like I, I did, did before the season started? Yes, I did. Yep. We're so, you and I were together. both, look, we're, we're in on this from a preseason standpoint. The Hawks were handed a silver platter, their division, with the start that the Miami Heat got off to. Yeah. And it looked like there was potential that they were going to not run away with this thing, but win comfortably to the point where I didn't really have to sweat anything out, and neither did you. Um, not really the case, and it's not like uh, Miami is really pushing them a whole lot, and the rest of the division's kind of stanky a little bit. But this Hawks experiment has gone terribly. Their offense right now, 22nd in the NBA, non-garbage time, 111 points per 100 possessions. From a spread standpoint, they have a losing record right now. They're below 500. What are we doing with Atlanta now, Sans DeJounte Murray, and down three starters, and it looks like it's going to revert back to the old Trey Young show? Um, okay, stay with me here, because I have been thinking about this. I think it's going to be another nice buy-low point on the Atlanta Hawks, assuming that they uh, you know, lose some games here without DeJounte Murray in the lineup. I, I do think that they're – okay, there's a lot of issues to deal with with this team, right? The John Collins experiment – I think has failed. We all know it's failed. And I think that he is a, he's a luxury piece right now for the Atlanta Hawks that just does not work with what they're trying to do. Right. I think this is one of these, the rare NBA trades that we could see this year where you trade, you know, a, a, a big time player for a couple pieces or another piece that fits your team better and makes you better down, uh, in, in the long run. So I think that's something we could see this year. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Young goes out and gets his coach fired. So that problem might solve itself. Uh, I'm just being real, right? This is the NBA. Right. I don't care. I don't care if you if if you think Trey Young is uh, uh, you know this pissy little kid out there and he and he's pissing and moaning about something that's really stupid. He's still going to win out over over a head coach, right? Over, over Nate McMillan, he's going to win out. That's what happens in the NBA. The star player wins out. So I think this is all going to work itself out as far as. I mean, all I'm talking about here is the division, right, John? That's all I'm talking about. I still don't think the Heat, yes, they've had to deal with a lot of injury issues. I get that. I think the Heat at full strength uh, are going to be exactly like we thought they were preseason. I think this is a team that's taken a serious step back. I don't really see any bright light at the end of the tunnel for their future. So, yeah, I think it might be a, get to a point where you might be able to get the Hawks. I was just looking at it a little while ago where the Hawks are back, back to the dog in the division. I think you might be able to get the point where they, you get them at plus 200 or something like that, and I think it's a good buy-on point again for this team. 
in the over the next month, I think it could be bumpy. JVT, I'm not worried too worried about him in the long run. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would agree with that, and uh, I, I think that, and we'll see. I mean, I, I the market is a little stubborn when it comes to the favored teams uh, in a lot of cases. So, uh, what I mean by that is like they're the underdog again, like you said in the division uh, for a reason. The division overall just kind of sucks, though. Hawks, Heat, Wizards, Hornets, right. Magic. Uh, well, that, so, that's kind of my point, right? The Heat, yeah. Heat's the only team you're really that worried about. And like, okay, the Wizards have talent, but I'm not. I, I don't think they're catching those. I don't think they're catching those two so, teams. That was going to be um, my question, actually. Do we look at Washington? Is this division going to be so bad, right? Where yeah. we're sitting here, we're talking about you know Miami and Atlanta, and hey, man, these two competing for this division. And here's Washington a semi-competent team, a better point differential about what, what are we in 25 games for the season than the Miami heat right now. It's not that they're a team that I overtly love, but are we, are we looking at this in the wrong lens? I'm just, I'm just asking questions, Kelly. I'm yeah, just no, asking no, no, the question. No, no, I hear you. And I think it's, look, I've watched, I actually watched a fair amount of the wizards uh, and you're in, you're left sitting there thinking, man, you've got a lot of talented pieces. Like why, why can't this work? Right. But here's the problem. Now you got Bradley Beal injured again. And and then you've got this Kyle Kuzma stuff going around where there seems to be legit interest in him from other teams. And there seems to be legit interest from him always of leaving whatever teams team he's on because he thinks he should be like a number one player on whatever team he's on. So that's where like, the, I mean, what's funny is we're talking about right now. This is this whole division is so dysfunctional to me. But I get I get what you're getting at, but no, I don't want any piece of the Wizards plus eight fifty. I still don't want any piece of it. Neither do I. I just feel like I wanted to ask it. And from a from a standpoint of like efficiency and whatnot, uh, as I talked about, like with this team, no matter what iteration of like Trey Young and um, Dejounte Murray that you want to throw out there, this team's been wildly inefficient, especially on offense. Uh, it's been really bad. Trey Young on the floor. How about this? Trey Young on the floor without Dejounte Murray. Uh, a negative nine net rating for the Atlanta Hawks and a defensive rating of 122. And it's funny because it's like pick your poison because they want to stagger these guys. That was ultimately the thought. And right, you don't want to go many minutes, if any, without one of them on the floor. So a negative nine net rating with Trey Young by himself and a defensive rating of 122. With DeJounte Murray by himself and Trey Young off the floor, their defensive rating is an incredible 108.7, but their offensive rating is 101.2, and they're outscored by 7.2 points <laughs> per 100 possessions. So in other words, solo DeJounte Murray, they're awesome on defense, and they suck on offense. Solo Trey Young, they are awesome on offense, and they suck on defense. It is an incredible <laughs> dynamic with these two and the way that they have tried to make this work. And I got to say, to be honest with you, I think this is a really good lesson that this is a non-betting topic. I think this is a really good lesson for teams where it's okay to realize that you caught lightning in a bottle one season, right? Sure. That you don't need to keep chasing those ghosts because the reason why I bet Atlanta to win this division was not that I thought they were going to be like particularly good in championship contention. I thought they were just going to be better than Miami and be able to win this division and be like a top six seed in the Eastern conference. But they thought that they saw that run to the Eastern conference finals Nate McMillan had that record at the end of that year, and they were like, we got to keep this going. I don't think Nate McMillan's a particularly great coach. I think you're starting yeah. to see that play out now. And while they're on the floor together, and it's great, you know, plus 4.4 net rating, can't be on the floor at all times. And I feel like this was just Atlanta chasing ghosts of what they saw, not really realizing the limitations of this roster, and here they are. 
can I, okay. So can I be the guy and say, <laughs> I don't want to say it's too short, too small of a sample size, but, but it's, it's right there. Right. Like I yeah. think it's, I still want to see more of Trey and DeJounte Murray together before I. Well, their numbers together are really good, right? Like a plus 4.4 net rating solid. Like, and they're, you know, that's, I think that's something that works. It's just the roster is what the issue is. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think it's, no, no. And and you're right. Um, I think that's where the John Collins thing comes into play. Right. I mean, don't, don't, don't you see them doing something like that where it's just, to me, it makes too much basketball sense. He's just a wasted I, you know, it's like he's almost a luxury piece on on a team that's not good enough to have luxury pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, go and flip him to a a crappy team and get some pieces back. You know? I feel like I feel like John Collins would be a really good Charlotte Hornet. It, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes, or a, or a <laughs> Detroit Piston. You know right. what I mean? Where, like, can we get a Boyan Bogdanovich uh, back for him or something like that? I don't. That'd know. be too much. You cannot yeah, have Boyan Bogdanovich and Bogdan Bogdanovich <laughs> on the same team. It'd be hey, too much Bogdanovich. That's the other thing. You do got Bogey getting healthy. I think I yeah. saw him go 0 for 10 from 3 the other night, but still, Bogey's getting healthy. You never know. Well, and, and that's why we should, I should probably be fair to your point about a small sample size. You know, once they start to get healthy, and it's not like I'm saying blow it all up. I just think that this is clearly a team that has its limitations. The market yes. priced them a certain way to start the year. I mean, you look at this recent stretch, Kelly. So they, they have covered consecutive games – just one time since November 7th. So it's been yeah. over a month since they've covered a consecutive consecutive games. It's just been really like just disjointed and poor for this team. And the thing that drives you nuts is like you go through some of their game logs and it's like, there's nights where they lose like 125, uh, 121 to 114 to Oklahoma city and a somewhat high scoring affair and their offense gets kind of inefficient. And their defense stinks. And then you get another one where their offense goes only 89 points and loses to New York, right? The other night, uh, it was just yesterday, in a really ugly game on ESPN. And then you have other games where you lose shootouts, 128 to 122, because you can't get a stop. You you win games that are 124 to 1. It's just, they're all over the place. They're all over the place. And I I cannot really get a beat on them at all. Yeah, the other thing that I I feel compelled to to say every time I watch them play is Clint Capella's numbers might look good on paper. He still needs to be better. He needs to make more of an impact because, I, I mean, you're talking. You're talking about they're, they're, at times they they are not the best looking defensive team. But as that that back end stopper, he's got to be better for them. I, I don't. I don't think he's. Had, I, I don't particularly when I watch them. I don't think he's playing particularly all that well right now. So I, I think he's. I know his numbers don't really say that if you just yeah. look at points and rebounds. But man, I, I think he needs to be, be more important for what they're doing, especially defensively. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, John, all I'll say, man, is yes, there there are issues with this team right now. I think they are a a bet against target for the next few weeks uh, until Mur- you know, at least until Murray gets back. Even not be even maybe beyond that. Uh, my bold prediction, though, is we sit here at the end of the regular season. John Collins, Nate McMillan are both off of this team, and this team is still won the won the division. I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it. So, two last two points on this team. First off, from a personnel standpoint, I think also one of the things that has gone wrong for them, Onyeko Okongwu has not been the dude that they thought he was going to be. Uh, last yeah. year, he was great in terms of his impact on the floor. Uh, their, in, their net rating improved by 4.9 points per 100 possessions when he was out there. He was a good piece on defense. And while he's been really good on defense, he's been awful as a scorer in terms of his efficiency. And when he's on the floor, their net, their net rating actually gets worse by 7.5 points per 100 possessions. So just something to point out there. And the other thing from a betting standpoint, not only maybe to look at play against, but as I mentioned, relatively decent offensive rating, really poor defensive rating in the solo tray games. 
It's just going to be solo Trey from here on out. This might be kind of a team that plays a little bit more over the total as we move forward, just without DeJounte Murray and without him being able to play defense. So uh, we will see if that actually comes yeah, to fruition. Yeah, I like that goal. I like yep. that goal. Uh, next up, we don't spend a lot of time on this, uh, but it's worth noting the Knicks uh, lost Obi Toppin for two to three weeks. Um, Knicks said Toppin underwent an MRI on Thursday, suffered a non-displaced fracture in his right tibia head, uh, appeared to injure his knee in the win uh, we just mentioned over the Atlanta Hawks. Not really like a massive deal from a point spread perspective. Uh, it should be because he should probably be getting more minutes, uh, yeah. but Tom Thibodeau does not want to do that. Uh, he's only averaging 7.7 points, 3.8 rebounds on, I think, less than 20 minutes a game, right? Yeah, 17 minutes a game. So bench takes a hit for New York. Not anything worth adjusting a power rating for. Knicks are just still going to be uh, the New York Knicks. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, they're, they're, they're the kind of the same story as Atlanta, right? You, top, you topped out two years ago. It still feels like you're kind of chasing the same kind of thing uh, with a lot of the same pieces, and I, I just don't really see it going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and for those who are wondering, like, why do you think the top in last year, a plus 9.9 efficiency differential this year, it's a little worse, but still a positive plus 2.4, shooting the ball relatively well. And defensively, he's had a really big impact for them uh, so far this season. But again, at 17 minutes a game, not going to adjust to power rating too much. And also uh, the Jazz, who have gotten a little beat up here in recent weeks, does look like, I think Mike Conley's coming back. Did he come back yesterday? I can't remember. Yeah, he came back yesterday, I think, yeah. against Golden State. So he's going to be back out there. But uh, as one enters, another leaves. Colin Sexton is going to be out for about a week uh, for the Utah Jazz. Who, uh, no, Mike, uh, let's see. Mike Conley did not come back yesterday. So he's on the verge of coming back. Yeah, I just want to double check that. We love uh, you. So, I, took, so I, took a, I took a 50-50 shot. I watched the end of that game and that was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that I will say again, so I just want to point this out for Utah. First off, their defense is plummeting. They stink. They're not very good defensively. And the market, did you see, I'm kicking myself because there are things where I'm just like, I see things and I'm like, should that really be like that? Like I, one of my handicapping things, and I think that this is a great topic. One of my handicapping shortcomings is I feel like I should get more aggressive. So mm -hmm. like, like the thing that I like there, there's, there's so many nights, Kelly, and I'm sure you're like this, where I, I, where you leave a lot of meat on the bone where you like circle things or you're like, okay, well, my numbers would say this, or I do this, but I, I, I see a bigger edge here. So I'm going to play these instead of that. Like yesterday, when I saw the Jazz get up to seven and a half against Golden State, I'm like, what? Like yeah. the Jazz, like they they stink on defense. Yes, like Steph Curry and Andre, or excuse me, and yeah, and uh, Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins aren't going to play. But you still have Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson, and like this team's not devoid of talent against one of the worst defenses in the NBA. What are we doing? And sure enough, they covered. Yeah, they. Uh... I'll admit it was a game that I barely put much thought into um, with Steph, Wiggins, Draymond all being out. Um, it was it, it, it was just one of the and, – and I've been betting against Utah a lot, it, but you're right. I, I sat there looking at a 7.5 and, and just really, did, really didn't even consider it much. But, yeah, in the end, it would have been a great bet. I hear you. Yep, and uh, as you mentioned, they blew that thing, so – um, pretty pretty bad loss actually. And now what are they like two and eleven on the on the road this season or something like that? So something to track. They, I guess. Have, they have been horrific. Yeah. All right. I wanted to get. Let's take our break here. Uh, on the other side, I've got a couple of topics I want to hit Kelly with, and we also have some games to look at for Friday. So we'll take our break. On the other side, this team, this team, Kelly, is winning games left and right. They're going to finish as a. It seems maybe at least right now as a top three seed in their respective conference. And I feel like they shouldn't be doing this well on one end of the floor. 
Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. All right, welcome back. Hardwood Handicappers, Kelly Bidlin alongside here at our late week edition of the pod. So I referenced a team that is playing very well uh, that I feel like should not be playing well, especially on one side of the ball. You want, you want to guess as to who I'm, I'm referencing here? The Memphis Grizzlies. No, not the Memphis Grizzlies, although uh, the Grizzlies are, are an enigma to me because <laughs> I feel like they should not be good, and I feel like I'm still going to get my win total. Maybe. I don't know. They're 16-9. and nine. I've got them under 50 and a half so we'll see if i can get that thing there oh um, wow i'm just i'm just actually looking at i'm looking over at clearing the glass right now i guess i didn't realize that the memphis grizzlies were how about number one on defense since the start of november in points per 100 possessions yeah um odd odd to say the least no the team that i was referencing actually is third in defensive efficiency for the season 16 and 8 on the year in the memphis grizzlies division the New Orleans Pelicans. They're oh, winning, okay. They're winning with defense. Yep, How about yep. this? They are. They're her, giving and up with a, Herb Jones now. Yep, 108.9 points per 100 possessions allowed uh, in non-garbage time. That is the third best defensive rating for the season. Not even just since the start of November for the season. Top five, top ten in terms of defense. 115.8 points per 100 possessions, and the second best net rating in the NBA behind the Celtics. Who, by the way, I'm done. I am done. I can't do it. I took a small plus price on the Phoenix Suns the uh, yesterday. Yeah, we oh were boy, up last I, night. <laughs> I got to uh, I got to sit back and go go to bed relatively early. I was like, all right, smoke. Yeah, they are they are a bet on or pass. It is Celtics or pass when you look at their games right now. I mean, they are they are world beaters right now. This team, I mean, it, it is frightening what they are doing offensively, and then Dude. the fact that Robert Williams is going to be back in what ten days ish. Yep. Like that is that is a terrifying idea uh, thought for this league where it should be right now. I, I mean, John, if we're just talking NBA, uh, yeah, talking NBA and kind of what, what we think top teams, it is Boston and Milwaukee tier one, and it is such a gap right now between who the next team is. I don't even know if I'd put Milwaukee there, man. I think they're in the uh, stratosphere okay. on their own. There, I just watching them. Boston, and then Milwaukee, and then another yeah. just them down. Well, because like the last couple of nights, you know, I have taken. I know I was going to talk about the Pelicans, but like the last couple of nights, I've taken a couple of shots at Boston. I got one with Miami. It, like the the two games I played with Miami, I I feel like the Miami should have covered the nine and a half in the first matchup, but they fell apart in the last thirty seconds, whatever. So then yeah. they come back, they cover that game with Jimmy Butler, they win outright. Um, and then there was the uh, Raptors game. I bet Toronto, they're up by six at halftime. That third quarter happens. Dude, just gets smoked. I forgot. You really have been going against yep. them hard lately. I forgot yep. you hit all, bet on all these. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. So uh, I've been watching quite I like a bit. New Orleans. Going back to the Pelicans, yeah. I like New Orleans, John. They, like, this is a team I was high on before the season. I'm still high on them. Yes, I think the defensive numbers are going to be tough for them to keep up. Um that that is uh, hey now I'm just I have randomly I have the month of, from the start of November pulled up and it is very odd to see that it is Memphis one uh, New Orleans two as far as defensive right. <laughs> ratings since then so 
Uh, yeah, I think I think that that's gonna. I don't think that's sustainable. But man, I think the offensive weapons this team has. I love I love the variety of weapons that they have. And I don't think they're ever they're never gonna be a terrible defensive team either. I do believe that, right? Like I don't no, I don't think that they're probably not they're probably not gonna finish as a top five defense in the league when it's all said and done. But I think it's good enough that with the offense they can put on the court in a wide open Western conference, I don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't think New Orleans can be up there right at the top right now. Yeah, and, and that's why I kind of wanted to bring that up because it, like the more of this West that we kind of see at this point right now. And, you know, this is, this is about the time where I'll start to maybe look a little bit more on the futures board, right, for some NBA yeah. finals prices that I, I kind of want to buy on a little bit. Like, for example, we'll see if this ultimately pans out. But uh, I just bet the I was actually the beginning of the season. I was waiting for a little bit over eight to one. But now they're over 10 to one. Uh, so I bet the Clippers, right? I just bet the Clippers to win the NBA finals at 10 to one. Um, but yeah, the reason I why I would yeah, you know what I mean? So they were plus 1050 over at Circa. Um but the reason I want to bring this up is to your overall point in the Western Conference right now, when you're looking at this, you just saw the Suns get smoked. I don't think that's representative of what the Suns are, but they have their flaws as a team. We've seen that in the postseason. The rest of the conference behind the number one seeded Pelicans right now, by the way, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, who are a pretty poor defensive team, yeah. Sacramento Kings, who are a pretty poor defensive team, the Utah Jazz who are a pretty poor defensive team, and I think we're going to fall out of the postseason yeah, anyway. And, and neither one of us think they're going to be there at the end. Yeah. Right. Mavericks, Trailblazers, Clippers, Warriors. I mean, if I'm looking at the Western Conference overall, I, I got to say, man, like, it's kind of weak right now. Oh, it's right now it's very weak. Right, right now it's very weak. I, th I think that we all kind of expect the Warriors and the Clippers to, to – or yeah, you know, I guess I should throw the Suns in there too. I think we all expect those three those three teams to be near the top at the end. Um, but man, I, I don't think anybody's been overly impressive so far. Suns obviously dealing with some injuries. You could get <laughs> New Orleans at twelve to one to win the Western Conference thereabouts. The reason why I bring up the conference too is I'm not sure where they're at when they take on a team like Boston, right? Or if they even get to that point. But we have seen the last couple of seasons, right? The Atlanta Hawks made a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Dallas Mavericks made a run to the Western Conference Finals. We've seen these teams make these runs in these postseasons uh, to get near the end that ultimately, like, you were not entirely sure from a power rating standpoint how good they are. Right. New Orleans, if they were to grab the one or the two seed, right, it would be shaky in terms of who the matchup is. But at 12 to one, they don't seem like they're a team that's going to slow down in the postseason at, by any means. Yeah, you might be. Uh, let me talk. Let me let me check my Pelicans bets uh, so far. I don't believe I have a piece of them to win the West. No, I don't. So yes, you 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 might be talking me into adding that one right now. Yeah. They're, they're, the biggest bet I had for preseason is over on their win total. That, that is the biggest preseason future that I made. Um, but yeah, man, just staring at the Western Conference, I don't. I mean, I was high on this team to begin the season. They've, I mean, I, they probably impressed, for, impressed even from what I thought they were going to be uh, heading into the year. Uh, and just looking at the odds, well, I'm just looking at the Western Conference odds. Yes, I still think the Warriors, Clippers, and Suns to be uh, deserve to be the three teams at the top. Mm. I don't, I would not put the Grizzlies and Nuggets in front of this Pelicans team right now. And you're talking seven to one at DraftKings for the Grizzlies, plus seven fifty for the Nuggets, twelve to one on the Pelicans. Right, right. Right. 
I, I mean, I don't, I don't think they deserve to be the, the sixth shot on that board. Well, and that's why I brought this up to Mitchell Paul on, uh, on the uh, on follow the money. Not mm-hmm. only to win the Western Conference, they're the underdog in their division. They're, you can get them at plus one seventy to win that division over Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is yeah. even money to win that division. That Memphis and Dallas have probably been two of the more confusing teams to me this year, just, just because they are probably, and it's probably just because they're exceeding my own expectations, I guess, of what I had for both those teams. But it's also so hard, I think, to truly grade out teams like that when you have two superstars playing at the level that John Morant and Luka Doncic are, right? Like, yeah. I, like you and I have discussed Dallas a fair amount. Like, I, I, yeah, I, we both think there's some holes in that roster. And that this can't possibly like they can't keep up what they're doing. I don't. I don't think. Um, but the Grizzlies, a Grizzlies, been doing a lot of this without Desmond Bain, who I'm really high on Desmond Bain. As you know, as far as that roster goes. Um, so I, I don't know. Th- those are two of the more confusing teams in in the entire NBA to me right now. So I, I actually think is where I guess this is going to sound a little weird. I would sooner grab Pelicans in a. Western Conference or or to win it all kind of market than I would right now, at least in that division. The other note that I want to bring up, and this is just so we can laugh maybe for a second, unless you wanted to build on it. <laughs> Since November 1st, the San Antonio Spurs are 1-16 straight up, 4-13 oh, against the spread. They are failing to cover by 10.4 points per game. Yep. It is <laughs> incredible. Think about that for anybody listening. That they're not losing by 10.4 points per game. They are failing to cover by 10.4 points right. per game. In, in every game where they are in underdog. Yes, of like seven-ish points or more. They're <laughs> failing to cover by 10.4 points per game. It's in, it is it's, nuts. It's wild. It's a team I've been betting against a lot so far this season, especially the past few weeks. Uh, I mean, JVT, they're the only t- team doing it right, right? I right. mean, if we're tanking for Victor Webb and Yama here, like you, the Spurs are pretty much the only team doing it right. Sure. I mean, I know I know the Magic have a bad record too, but uh, the Magic have pieces, and when you actually see them play, it seems like they're trying out there. Right. The, the Spurs, it's like, ah, uh, uh, Pirtle, you're banged up a little bit? Take the night off. Take a, take a week off. Take two weeks off. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's just, it is pathetic. Um, and look, man, I, I think it's this, the, it's just the season that we're in. I don't think there's any reason to stop betting against them anytime soon. I don't think so either. Now I will say, did you bet against them tonight? Cause th- this, these are one of the teams where, and we're like people listening to this by now, it's going to be over, but I'm yeah. just curious. Like no, I, I thought, not. right. Cause my thought process was I want to bet against them with semi adequate teams. The Houston yeah. Rockets, like tonight I was pointing this out. It was on with stormy today. Uh, they went from their last 10 games catching an average of 8.6 points per game to laying one and a half on the road. <laughs> so like it's, it's exactly where the Spurs are at this point right now. Uh, that's freaking wild. But I definitely thought that was worth pointing out and wanted to see if you were going to keep going here with the uh, San Antonio Spurs fade. And uh, I'm in. I bet them. I didn't bet them in the Suns game, but I bet against them that Pelicans game when we were on last. Yes. Week. Yeah, uh, me too. I laid it with the Pelicans. There was such a go, by the way. They, yeah, the Pelicans, was, yeah. you remember, they blew a lead at halftime, and like they went, the Spurs went on like eleven to two run, and I was like, "What is happening?" And then they just destroyed them in the second half. But um, yeah, I think with adequate teams, I think the play just might be just just fade San Antonio. See, I, I was I was waiting to see if Kevin Porter Jr. was going to play. He is playing in this game. I, I might hop in live on the Rock. 
market. So that was my, it was what I was, when I was kind of looking at this game, it was, well, got to look, got to wait and see a Kevin Porter jr. But if he plays, I might look for a, a spot lot in game. So I'm not counting out that I might get in on this at some point tonight, but no, as of right now, I don't have anything on it. All right. Uh, all right, good. I just wanted to laugh at the San Antonio Spurs. I thought that was uh, it's incredible. great. It's the only it's team that's doing it right. Utah, yep. Indiana. What are you doing? All right, Friday. Uh, interesting slate of games on Friday. There's not like a ton of awesome contests that we're going to be able to watch. I would say the top of the list, of course, is Phoenix and New Orleans. Which uh, double check the injury report. Phoenix is opening up as a two point favorite on the road, which doesn't really jive uh, with yep. um, the ratings with New Orleans. So I'll have to make sure that there is something there from an injury standpoint. And Milwaukee-Dallas is also one of the highlight games of Friday night. So I have I have not bet New Orleans yet, but I'm right there with you uh, on that one. Now, you're going to have Ingram out. Obviously, Herbert Jones is still out. The big, I guess the big one, or, or the big-ish one, to keep an eye on is Alvarado, who left that game on Wednesday against the Pistons. He's listed as questionable for tomorrow. So, yeah, they, they're going to be a little shorthanded, but um, even, I mean, doesn't that number just feel a little off, JVT? I, and look, I think you could play the angle of, okay, Phoenix just got the crap beaten out of them. They, I mean, what are they? I believe they've lost three of four. I mean, they've, they've been playing yeah, good like teams. That. But they, they've lost three of four, I believe it is. And I, I guess you could say maybe this is a bounce back uh, spot. But, I mean, this is a damn good team they're going up against. I don't think you're getting, you're going in, rolling into New Orleans on a Friday night um, and should be expecting an easy matchup even without Brandon Ingram in that lineup. So I have a feeling I'm going to take a piece of Pelicans money line small here tonight, uh, JVT, and then I'm going to look in-game uh, for an opportunity to hopefully add even more to the Pelicans on that. That is, that is one that I circled. Um, I'll tell you, the, the, I did bet the Bucks already, just money line, uh, but bet the Bucks on the road. Look, this is what this is one where we can point towards the numbers making sense on the Pelicans. No, the numbers wise, it doesn't really make all that much sense for, uh, to play Milwaukee. This line's probably a little off. It should probably be more like Dallas one, Dallas two, something like that. Um, but I, I just. Now that now that Milwaukee has Middleton back, you're talking about this team basically being full strength for one of the few times this season. Um, I think that Dallas has been playing over its skis a bit here the past couple of weeks. I, I'm I'm fine with just kind of going against the numbers and making a they, bet, a money line bet on the Bucks. They have nobody to throw really on Giannis. Like, they, right. like there's a matchup. Yeah, how you covering him? Yep. Yeah, that's no. a major matchup issue. I uh, I would that was one I had circled in the Pelicans game as well to see what the what the injury report's going to look like there because again we're talking about I mean this this NBA this season home court has been worth a lot more than it was last year man right uh, it's been crazy and so if you're going to tell me the Suns uh, even without without uh, Brandon Ingram out there Suns are what five and a half points better than the Pelicans on a neutral court I just I right. don't know yeah I don't see I don't get that I that's what I yeah I kind of went and flipped that around I know we, you've been you've been kind of keeping track of that home court so even when I was looking at this earlier right I'm like you're five and a half what on a neutral you're talking like eight and a half at home like yeah. that's an that's obscene like there's no way so yeah I think I got to take a piece of them on the money line tonight and then I, and then I'm gonna look to add in game I, I don't want to uh I'm not I'm not gonna say that they are absolutely a dead on winner the one game that I'm going to bet I just don't know. I'm probably going to pull the trigger at least small on this tonight. I don't know where the line's going to move on this. Is Toronto at Orlando? I got the magic circled here, JVT. Um, I, Toronto continues to struggle on the road, three and nine 
on the road. Magic eight and six ATS at least at home. Uh, did just lose to the Raptors a few games ago last weekend. So maybe a little revenge spot on the mind. Um, you know, also this was one of those games where, okay, this was 11 and a half, uh, in, you know, in Toronto when they played, I don't know if that, I feel, I, I don't think that this line makes too much sense just from that standpoint, it should be a little less. So mm-hmm. catching seven and a half with the magic. I like that one. And this is, uh, these are the past teams that they've played. You can, you can look and see they've got a lot of losses scattered before that win against the Clippers um, last night. But they've played the Clippers, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Cavaliers, the Hawks, the Nets, the Sixers twice, and then the Pacers twice are their last 10 games. That is a brutal stretch. Um, ben Carroll back in there, the Wagner brothers uh, doing work. I like ca- catching seven and a half right now. I like the Magic at home tomorrow night against Toronto. I don't blame you. Uh, the The Magic are one of those teams that I've oddly watched quite a bit of this year, and Me I don't too. know why. And uh, man, they turn the ball over a lot. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, the the guard play is certainly hurting oh. right now with the injuries that they have. There is no but, doubt. Oh, about Anthony's. That. I think he's back now too. So I mean, they might be a little bit better in that regard. But yeah, when Wendell Carter Jr. and uh, Bull Bull's been getting a lot better, but uh, he's yeah, he not. Has. He's not a point guard, and they're having him run the offense at times, and it's like, holy crap, dude. Like, hold on to the ball. He a little is wild fun to watch, though. He is, he is. fun to watch. I'm uh, going to be taking a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. You already, we hit the three games that I, I think I'm going to be doing something with. It's going to be taking a piece of Magic plus seven and a half or more. I'm going to wait and kind of see. I don't know what you think. I actually think money will go to the Orlando side. I think some people are going to look at that like me, and that might settle in at six and a half, yeah. seven. Um but so I'm probably going to bet that tonight on the opener here. Uh, and then, yeah, I think Pelicans, I got to take a piece of the money line here tonight. Cause I think this is, I think it probably there's other, other betters out there thinking the way you and I are JVT. I think this kind of settles in maybe as a pick sort of thing tomorrow morning. Um, and then who knows if there's any other injury information that drives this line somewhere, but those two, and then bucks money line is what I'm looking at for Friday. The uh, also wanted to point out to one of the things that I had wrote about the other day, which I'm going to be interested to see. And, might get in on it again to kind of ride this to see if I'm right. Uh, I bet over Hornets and uh, Nets the other night, uh, and that thing flew over. You know, the Nets going into that game were the second-best under team in the NBA. Yeah. And they'd been on a stretch like seven out of eight had gone under the total, whatever it was. And if you look at some of their defensive numbers, there is some room for regression, and there's some regression coming defensively for the Brooklyn Nets. You know they're the third-best defensive team since the start of November? You have yeah. the November numbers in front of you. Don't yeah, you? I know. Look, look, at the, look at the non-garbage time defensive efficiency. Like, sort it real quick and look like they're like third or fourth. They, they might have dropped a little bit after the game against Charlotte last night. Sixth. Okay, yeah. so they were third going into that game. Yeah. So, like, th- that's a team that's going to start to slip, I think, a little bit defensively, and I think they're going to get better offensively. Well, and, and, and it's only .6 points we're talking about from third to sixth. Right. So, See, yeah, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. one game that dropped them. Yep. So, it's one game that dropped them, and they, they take on who? But Atlanta, who, yeah. again, as we talked about, is going to just have solo Trey Young and a poor defense. I, I feel like that, that total, you're seeing like 228.5. I feel like that might get up to like 231 or 230. So, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I thought you might have been hinting at hinting at playing it over tomorrow when you mentioned Atlanta earlier. So that, I think that could make sense. Actually, the one other one other bet I was looking at for tomorrow. I haven't even looked at the number on this yet, but just with the matchup and who Atlanta has out, I think Clint Capella over on his points and rebounds with that yeah. kind of matchup against Brooklyn. It, it makes a lot of sense I, that I haven't played many of those recently, JVT, but I started out the season playing a lot of kind of rebound props. I know I talked about it on here, mm-hmm. I think once, but it was just, there's so many, 
there's a few teams in the league that have these true centers, right? And it's just there's so many teams that are not don't have the rosters to really match up with that. And it's, I mean, look, you've seen Brooklyn get beat up on the boards all season. Um, and, and really, all they've got to throw at him is Claxton. That's about it. Even in that matchup, you know, he's overwhelmed by a Quinn Capella. So uh, I think that's going to be a bet for me tomorrow night will be Capella over on his points and rebounds. All right, man. As always, good stuff. Yeah, man. Like, rate, review, subscribe, Hardwood Handicappers. Of course, we'll be back at our usual times. Kelly will be back next week. And maybe when he gets more time, more often as well. Yeah, Kelly? buddy. Let's do it. Let's Thanks get some lot, winners. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.